Hola, mis amigos. Soy la mora de Paris. Roche Chanel, and you're watching the Three Count Podcast. Smooches. Oh, Three Count Podcast. Don't you dare be sour. Clap for your world famous podcast and feel the power. And then now the three count podcast theme song plays. Hit him with a three count. Hit him with a, hit him with a three count. Pin him to the ground and the crowd go wild, man. Now know what y'all like. Hit him with a three count. On the top row crowd already know how I fly him to the flow line. Hit him with a three count. And your boy real chicken. Hey, boys and girls, it's your boy, your nephew, your cousin. It's the Don. Chaz Evans, and it's the debate show here on the Three Count Podcast. I'm here with my tag team partner, the man that I'm going to debate today. We got a, a lot of topics to get to, so we're going to get right down to the announcements. But Red Dog, go talk to the people. Hey, it's the Air Force veteran, Intel specialist, the one you call on when you need to get the job done. And uh, guess what? I'm, I'm here today. And uh, yeah, that's it. it is what it is at this point. I'm here. I, I am here. CTE is a lot of shit, and PTSD has some shit going on, but I am here today. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so let's get through some announcements. All right. Well, first, I'm going to send it right back to you, Cliff, again for now entering the ring. Yeah, so actually, we legitimately uh, recorded uh, an interview with Ella Dominguez. That'll be coming out probably Thursday, uh, what's the 25th to 29th. Uh, or the 30th, kind of depending. I just haven't figured out what a day exactly I wanted to drop it on. But it will be coming out soon, so you guys will be able to see that. And, uh, yeah, it'll be awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. All right, if you want to support the Three Count Podcast, if you see behind Cliff right there, there's, you know, if you're watching this on YouTube. But for all audios, you know what it looks like. You've seen it on social media. But, yeah, that Three Count Podcast T-shirt, go cop that. Go cop that T-shirt, okay? Three Count Podcast. We're on Pro Wrestling Tees. All right, so Pro Wrestling Tees four slash three count underscore nine three count underscore pod that's our social media the three count pod that's the number three so pro wrestling tees forward slash three count pod that's the number three don't you dare type in t-h-r-e-e go get yourself a three count podcast t-shirt we got a bunch of other shirts on there uh red dogs you got a uh, catchphrase shirt so definitely go get that um follow us on all of our social medias uh whether it's tiktok instagram uh facebook instagram um, what else are we on? Pretty much if it's a social media platform, we're yeah, on. Yeah, I was going to say, like, we're on everything. Follow us, 3Count underscore pod or 3Count pod. Either or one of those, you'll find us there. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. So uh, if you ever want to go back and see this uh, show, we're there. So follow us on all our social media. Subscribe. Share with your friends. If you're on Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star frog splash review. And, uh, yeah. Thanks for listening. Let's get to the match of the week. 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 Red Dog, what you got for me this week? Man, let's be real. There's a lot of matches out there that were just If you say stellar. I'm gonna stop you, but if you say one match in in particular, I'm going I, I'm going to I'm going to quit. Again. No, no, no. So, I I bet we probably won't have the same match of the week this week, but I will tell you uh, because everybody knows that when it comes to the power rankings, I will not put out a match that's on the power rankings for for match of the week. So this week's match of the week, it probably was probably worth deserving a lot more. But we're gonna go with Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley on Money in the Bank. So 
There you go. There's an honorable mention one for you guys. <laughs> okay. Uh, my match of the week is uh, no doubt is uh, from the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. Um, it featured my tribal chief, your <laughs> tribal chief, the man that sits at the head of the table, the universal champion and still universal champion, Roman Reigns versus the rated R superstar, Edge. Um, I, enjoy, I enjoyed the match. Um, I really did. It was really fun, uh, especially with the uh, Seth Rollins um, run-in. Uh, so it sets up Edge and Seth Rollins, the dream match that we all wanted to see. So I, I, I like it. I like it. I like the match. Um, that's my match of the week. So, <laughs> yo, before we jump, jump into this, can we talk about that promo that was on SmackDown with Roman Reigns? Oh, and Cena? Oh, my God. Yes. I can't stop talking about it. I popped. I definitely popped. I was like, oh, did he just say that? And I started dying laughing. <laughs> I was like, yo. I was like, but you know, the funny thing is, it's like Roman wasn't wrong, though, because like, he was like, yo, he came out, he looked the same, he talked the same, he gave the same promos, he did the same entrance slide, he's got the same gear, he's like, he's like, if I'm looking for John Cena from 2005, I would go out and find John Cena from 2005 on YouTube or Google or whatever I need, but I was like, but the fact that he was like, John Cena is like doing the missionary position over and over and over, I was like, oh. I no, can't unsee this now. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't. Know he didn't. He didn't know, like he he told all like nothing but facts. So yeah, <laughs> it, it, it it was funny. Though. It was funny. It, it definitely caught me. Definitely Dude, caught did you see? Did you see that they had the um? There was a dark match with John Cena versus the John Cena and the Mysterios versus the Bloodline. Yeah, and like Jay was coming off the ropes, and as Jay's or was it Jimmy? Jimmy was coming off the ropes, and he hit him with the shoulder block. Hit him with the shoulder block, and I was like, oh! I just want to hear the crowd. Just say, just, I want the crowd. I want next week's crowd. I don't care who it is, but I just want to, every time John Cena starts talking, missionary. (laughs) I would, that would just, you you know, know you might might get that because they listen, they'll they'll chant anything at this point. Oh yeah. So you might get that. You might, you might get that. You might get that at SummerSlam. (laughs) I so badly. I just need that. I need that chant chanted. So bad. That Vegas I, crowd is, I, 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 it, I hope that Vegas crowd is high. I think, I mean, I think they'll be high. I think so too. Well, I mean, yeah. it'll be, it'll be outdoors. So yeah, they should be. Oh, you yeah. mean you just want, you just want them lively. Okay. I got anyway, <laughs> anyway, moving on. So what's, 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 what's on our list? I'm going without a script today. It's just, a, it's, it's this and all. It's, it's a, uh, t- what's called it? Smackdown taping today. We're not live. I lost my little note. Okay, debate topic number one. There we go. Cool. Here we go. So, first debate topic. Was Karrion Cross's main roster debut a failure? So, Karrion Cross uh, was on Monday Night Raw this past week. He faced off against Jeff Hardy, but it was not just a regular Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy with no more words because that song has come back, and it was awesome. It's like, that's like Jeff Hardy hitting, like, Ultra Instinct. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to beat him. But um, that's the NXT champion. So what is so is this a good move or a bad move? What do you think, uh, Cliff? 
You know, I remember um, at first I was like, this is a, this is terrible, right? I was like, this is legitimately like the worst thing that you're going to have to do. But then it was um, Matt Gruber on TikTok who brought it up. He was like, bro, here's a match. And they were showing when Charlotte was on the main roster and she got rolled up by Natalia and she got pinned. And I was like, oh, we're just doing this all over again. I was like, and now I don't see Karen Cross quite at the same level as I would have seen like Charlotte because when Charlotte debuted or when Charlotte was coming up to the main roster, um, she had a little like, I don't know, a little more pizzazz going off for her. Whereas like Karen Cross, unfortunately for me, man, I just think Karen Cross is, I, I don't see anything like super exciting about him. Right. And unfortunately, like I, I like Karen Cross's look. I want to see more from him, but mm. I, I just think like to his, his style is, it's maybe, it, maybe it's just me. It's not vibing with me. Um, I kind of think it's kind of damaging to him in the circumstance that, this is a dude you built him up. Like you built his package up and you like, were like going to showcase him. And what you ended up doing was just like, you took the NXT champion out there and he, he got pinned in a minute 20, but also not to put anything out there. It's kind of like how some people were trying to sell it. Like it's this rookie getting pinned by a veteran and at WWE and that, you know, it was just the rookie veteran kind of aspect of it. Cause at the end of the day, like, Jeff Hardy went dirty. Let's be real. He put his feet up on the ropes and he was, you know, he had that extra leverage. So I don't know for me, I, I don't want to say it was kind of a waste because I know like the crowd at NXT like kind of took over and started chanting for Hardy. But uh, I, I don't know, man. I don't want to say it's, it's, it's damaging, but it kind of left a black eye to, you know, all of NXT when you have your champ get rolled up and quick. Because especially when you have a match like Kevin Owens versus John Cena, where like John Cena and Kevin, like they went, they went to a bout. It was the first time Kevin Owens was on the roster. He was the NXT champ and he, he, he won the first match and then he lost the next two, but it was that initial statement that he came out and like dropped Cena. And we were like, Oh, Oh, this guy's, has got something to him. Whereas like now we see Karrion Cross, and it's like, when you see Karrion Cross next week on raw, is it, is he still gonna be the same guy? Like, we don't, we don't know. And I don't know, man. So Maybe it was a little bit more damaging than I thought it was. Now I'm talking it out loud. So, yeah. So, all right. I disagree. I think this is I, this is terrible. Uh, I feel, I low-key feel like Karrion Cross should just, you know, pack his shit and go and go back to Impact. Um, yeah, no, like this was this was his moment to shine. This was this was his moment, and it dropped the ball. It did not showcase Karrion Cross. If I was, if I did not know what NXT was and I was just watching Monday Night Raw for the very first time, or not the same very first time, I'm coming back. I'm the last fan. I, oh, I heard the fans are coming back and all this and stuff. I want to get, I want to get back into it. Monday Night Raw. And you see, oh, NXT champion. What do you think about, what are you going to think about that brand? Yeah. Jeff Hardy, like, let's think about it. Jeff Hardy, you know, no disrespect to Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy's old. He's, he, Jeff Hardy's not, you know, Jeff Hardy from 04, like, no, he's old. And then Karrion Cross is is your top heel in NXT. And no, it, it, it makes, it makes not only it makes Karrion Cross look bad, it makes the whole brand of NXT looks bad because I'm not going to tune in the next night, you know, on USA to watch your, you know, NXT. If you're a champion in a minute and 12, and then on top of the fact, you're the heel, he's the baby face, the baby face had ch- cheated. Like the whole match itself was, I just thought was dumb from, from, from get go. It's bad. It's, it's just another thing of bad booking by WWE. 
Like it just, it just shows you what Vince and everyone thinks of NXT. Yeah, I mean, I can agree to that. I think the other part though is it's let's just let, we got we got kind of have to just wait for it, right? Because like, what happens if like the next two weeks, right? We see Karen Cross just come and just destroy Jeff Hardy, right? Or the next round, right? Week two. He wrestles Jeff because, you know, they're going to do these. They're going to draw these like next eight matches out for Karen Cross versus Jeff Hardy or whatever they normally do. But this next match, you know, you see Karen Cross come out and he does. Let's say he just eliminates Jeff Hardy and just destroys him. Right now we're going to be like, well, your first match was kind of shit. Your second match, you came out like super strong. And then we see like a third match happen in like SummerSlam or something. And I only put this out there just because like I think that might be. But you have a third match between them. And like now you're like, oh. Well, now it's a decent match. You know what I mean? This might be something where it just like it gets fans kind of like joking at Karrion Cross, and then Karrion Cross comes out and just starts running as a monster, you know? And he'll always have that one notch in the L column that goes to Jeff, but post that, like if he goes through and runs through the rest of the roster, I mean, it, it could, it might look bad at first, but then like the rest of the drive might look really good. If they would have, if they would have made the match a little bit more competitive, if they would have made it more competitive, I would have understood. Like it would have been, it would have made Karen Cross look better. But some people were out here talking about how Vince did this because uh, because they lost to AEW in the ratings wars, and I was like, you, I don't think that's that, how that's, that works. I don't I can't go with that. That's not. That's that's no no no. That's that was just the thing that all the fans created, and you know, was it was there some competition? Yes, absolutely, but it's not as big as ever. No. Yeah. I think big. no. It's just. It, it looks bad. Like it was reported, you know, the, when they did the tapings for NXT, like they had to reshoot his promo because they were chanting, you know, Jeff Hardy at Karrion Cross. Like you, it, it hurt, it, it, it hurt him. I, I it, it, obviously, if they're, if they have to reshoot a promo because they want to make, to get the crowd and, you know, when WWE has to start doing all that extra post stuff and add crowd noises and take stuff out, that's when, you know, it's not working. When you, ha- when you have to take it to that level. And so do you feel, do you feel like, do you feel like uh, Adam Cole's promo uh, when he cut it on NXT, in NXT on Karen Cross, do you think that was like a damaging promo? I will think so. Yes, yes, absolutely. I think I so. I feel yeah. like, I feel like that, I mean, it I don't was, say. It was, yes, it was fire. Was it fire? Yes, it was absolute fire. But it killed him. Yeah. Because it was right. It was it was too spot on. And once you took once once he said that and you look back and you really sit there and watch Karen Cross, what it is, he's not Adam Cole wasn't wrong. Was not wrong at all. That's why that promo was so fire because it was it's legitimate facts. And it, it, it killed it. It killed it. And I think like I think I think that promo opened everyone else's eye. I think I think, you know. That's why Vince did it. Because Vince hates NXT. No joke. Maybe. Uh, yeah, that's, that's the narrative that everyone thinks Vince hates NXT. He doesn't hate he doesn't hate NXT, but it just it does, he does. I will say it does NXT, you know, is not on the main roster. I know the NXT guys always want to say, yes, you know, this is the main roster. We're not a developmental. You are your talent comes straight from what you call it, the performance center to NXT. It is and it shows. Like it just it shows. It's just weird. It feels like the NXT like roster gets cared about a little bit more. It's, it's not. It's not. I don't want to say hands on. But it's just handled with more care than what some like 
if you want to call it the main roster, right? Then our main roster talent does where we can see like people like, you know, like Alistair Black is a perfect example, right? Or Malachi Black, whatever you want to call him, right? Tommy End. He, <laughs> uh, he's got so many names. Anyway, so he was on, he, you know, he was talking about how they would start his push and then stop his push and then take him off the TV. Then would start him again. And then he had like the eye injury and he came back for um, Raw Underground, which yes, that was a thing. So came back for all Raw Underground and then they took him off the TV and then they brought him back and then they took him off and then they released him. And it's like, you have all these superstars and you're not handling them. I don't want to say properly because that's not the right word I'm looking for, but you're not, you're not giving the care and attention that you should be to this roster. And ultimately you just damage the brand. And and what happens after that? You know, where you, where do you go from there? You know? And it's, it's weird. Cause like NXT, like certain guys will be off at NXT and then they come back and you're like, Oh yeah, I forgot they were there, but it's cool to see them come back. Like, geez, man, like, uh, like Drake Maverick, right. He was mm-hmm. off the of TV for like three weeks. I forgot that he was on NXT. And when he came back and got the win over uh, LA Knight, I was like, bro, okay, cool. Like you go away, you come back and then you can still get a win. It's right. not like he was just thrown to the wolves and he just died. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, I don't know, Keith Lee coming back and just getting completely dominated by Bobby Lashley. Like yeah. I, I, I did not like that. I didn't watch Raw, so I don't. I didn't know that. I, I didn't know it was dominating like that. I, I thought it was a competitive match. It was the same style of match that you would have seen. It, you know what? Aside from the fact that Keith Lee got a couple shots in, it was uh-huh. pretty much like watching Kofi Kingston and Bobby at Money in the Bank. Especially here's like my other problem too, right? Like I know we're getting in a we're kind of getting away off of the, off the topic with Karrion, but so we're to assume that the Almighty is legitimately almighty where he's going to pick up Keith Lee one-handed and deliver a spine buster. That's, that's a thought. That's, that's something that happened. That was when it happened. Like I was like, Oh, okay. I guess. <laughs> anyway, but uh, yeah, final thoughts on uh, Karen Cross. Uh, do I think he's damaged? I will wait patiently for the next few weeks to see how it plays out if we don't see if we don't see him on raw this week yes 100 if he comes back and let's say jeff hardy's in a match and he just absolutely destroys jeff hardy like during his match i will hesitate and wait another week but otherwise right now i i don't want to say yes just yet okay so you're you're gonna wait to see what happens yeah no i'm not waiting i'm saying pull the plug now uh, I hope he loses to fucking Joe. I hope some. I hope Joe takes the belt uh, from him so we can get it off him and Karrion Cross goes like back on the Indies and do something with his life. Maybe he can go to AEW like everybody else does, which will lead us into our next topic: <laughs> going to AEW. The rumors everybody's been talking about it all week. Everybody won't shut up about it. <laughs> we have been talking about it all week. <laughs> It's just it's it it won't go away until it happens, and if it or until it doesn't happen. Um, it is being reported that not only is Daniel Bryan or Bryan Danielson, which is probably the name he'll use, uh, has signed the dotted line on his AEW contract, but the man, the myth, the legend, <laughs> CM Punk, is also reported to have signed 
with AEW, which kind of makes sense with All Out being in Chicago. Might as well use that to your advantage. But hey, it's being rumored that, you know, those two have signed. Is this a good move or bad move by AEW? That's what we're going to debate here. So Cliff, what you got from me? What do you think? I think it's a great move. I really do. And the reason why, and I say it this way, I see, this is the way I see it. You literally, like legitimately, if you look at the past signings for AEW, right? And I talk about not just wrestler aspects, so not just Andrade and uh, Malachi, right? But I'm talking about Mark Henry, talking about, you know, Big Show, Paul Wright, right? I'm talking about those two in particular. And then you talk about CM Punk and Daniel Bryan, right? These are like four super intelligent minds for the business. And I think that these guys are going to be able to come in and give their knowledge over on these uh, on these superstars that are at AEW and okay these wrestlers these almost on the brink of superstars uh, I think they come down they give their knowledge to these guys and help these guys get better in the business because I mean you think about it, CM Punk's been out of wrestling for almost 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 a decade right what 2014 he left yeah and it's it's 2021 now and he's coming back to he's talking about coming back I know he had that stint on WWE's show whatever the after the bell or i don't know what it's called anyway backstage. yeah whatever that backstage stage left whatever anyway so they were on that show that was shortly lived um that show had so much potential it, it did but you know unfortunately you know fox sports wanted to keep it on fs1 and not move it to like a real network so anyway um yeah so for for cm punk to come through and be able to watch the product from the outside and like start to be able to give his critiques and stuff. I think it works. I think he's really going to be there and he can do a lot of cool stuff to help raise these, raise these potential wrestlers up. Plus, you know, him taking bumps again, it'd be cool to watch him back in the ring. Daniel Bryan, of course, Daniel Bryan is going to be this, this mind that can get over talent and help talent get better as well as, you know, get himself over at the same time. So I think it's a great move for AEW for both these signings. If they can get them both, obviously it's allegations, right? It's alleged that they've both signed. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think if you get them both, I think it's gonna be great. Hmm. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> All righty. All right, so cool. I, I want to ask you a couple questions, Cliff. Okay. All right. I want you to tell me right now on Dynamite, right? Who who are your who who's your main stars, right? Who's who's your top guys on on on, on Dynamite right now? Okay, I'm Kenny. All right, so we're looking at Kenny, Adam, Hangman right. Page, Man. Cody, Cody, uh, the Bucks, Bucks. Um, I would say Jungle Boy is one of our stars, as well as he's an upcoming rising star. I guess I would call it that. But no, who, who's in your main? Who's in your main card? We can we go with Kenny, Hangman. Right, those are your two, and then you can put Jericho in there. And Jericho, Jericho. Cody, Jericho and Cody. I see. I, I think Cody's been, Cody's been all in in, in the mid card. Cody's been doing mid card stuff though. But if you want, oh, so you want to talk about just like the title picture? The title, yeah, yeah. Like Moxley, title, Mox, right? I mean, those are the big four right and there. Kenny, Hangman, and Jericho. Right. right. Those are your main four. Those are your main, your main, you know, right. Mm-hmm. Cool. You make card, then you get into Cody, right? Yeah. 
Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy. MJF. MJF. Darby. Darby, right. Miro. Miro. Right. Who else? The Bucks. We've had the Bucks in there too, right? Well, I mean, as far as – well, they're more – they more wrestle on the tag side. So I wouldn't right. say – Okay, cool. But those but, – But so Penta. Penta, right, right. And Phoenix and Pac. Right, okay. Christian. So, right, so get, right, so get my point. Right, here we go. Right? Who are you taking off the show to put Daniel Bryan and CM Punk on your TV show? You put because let's not forget. Let's not forget that you've also forgot Christian Cage. Oh, I said Christian actually. I think you, you, I think you, I think you missed me when I said it. I missed, yeah, I missed you, Christian. But yeah, I said so, Miro as well. <laughs> I, I got Miro. I got the Miro Darby. But you, look, if you look at that show, right? We, you know, what's funny is we didn't even yeah. talked about Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker and Nyla Rose. And you're right, exactly, and that's the point. And you know, I'm glad we didn't because that's the fuck. The show's they loaded. Focus more on their woman anyway. Who, 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 who? But here's the thing: we we had this. Did we have this discussion not too long, like last week? Yeah. We were talking about the women. Like who, who is legitimate to take the title off of Brit? No one, because they don't build in the women's division. There's no one there, or they haven't built the women's division. The focus, the time on their women. They do it on guard. Everybody knows that. But still, but it's still a problem, Clint. Like it, it, is, still a it is. It is. I I don't disagree with it. And then like. Like you got uh, Darby, they're they're putting up, you know, they're building up Darby to be their, you know, their, their real like their mid card guy. Jungle Boy's up there. MJF there was up doing his stuff with with Jericho, and you know, uh, in a circle. Then he's gonna put the group the Pinnacle. Who's getting? You know, who's take? Who's who's getting? Who you kicking off? I mean, so I think here's what here's what should be done. Okay. And I know, like, this is going to be crazy for me to kind of say it this way. But you got to rotate your dudes. And I say rotate in, like, biweekly. Like, unless unless you're the champ, right? Kenny, Kenny has to be on every week, right? Miro has to be on every week. The Bucks have to be on every week, right? Adam doesn't have to be there every week. We know Adam's the number one contender. Like, everybody who pays attention to Dynamite knows that he's the number one contender. You don't have to have him on there. Unless you're running a big stories, like, obviously, this one right now that's going to go on through it all out. But I think from there, every other week, you can rotate those guys. You don't have to have MJF and Chris Jericho. I know they're a big story, but you don't have to have them every every week there. You can rotate those. I know he's going to. And I know, okay, I know Chris Jericho's going to. I'm just talking about afterwards, right? But when you bring on Brian and Punk, you legitimately, you rotate those guys through. One week will be Punk, one week will be Brian, and then next week you can have them both on the show, or you can do one and the other. You don't have to have all these guys. That's the problem that we run into WWE, right? Is that with the E, we're seeing the same matchups happen every week, and we get tired of those matchups, those rematches that happen six or seven times in a row, or you put them in three way matches, right? Because we'll see that. Trust me, on SmackDown, Cena and Mysterios versus. Roman and the bloodline, that's going to be a thing. And then you're going to see Roman versus Mysterio, Roman versus Dominic, Roman versus or Cena versus Jimmy, Cena versus Jay, Jay versus Ray. Jay, you know, you'll see it over and over again. And we get tired of that. So that's why I'm saying, like, you can rotate those guys out and ro- rotate other people in and just keep the shit fresh. So I think, I think that's what you're going to have to do. If Tony, and Tony's smart. I'm not going to lie. Tony's smart. He's going to know to do that. Well, hopefully he knows he's going he's gonna to need to do that. I know... I know fans will pay to watch CM Punk come on the show and Daniel Bryan at the same time. 
but sometimes you just have to keep that shit to keep them keep everybody rotated to keep everybody new and fresh like it just has to be a thing Okay. So, so I don't say you have to really take anybody off per se. You're just gonna you're gonna have to cycle them. So every other week or every two weeks, someone else comes in and they can get in that show. Brian saw how what's call it how Doc uh, how Doc Sampson let Matt uh, what's called it Matt Hardy continue that match and he was like yeah all right cool I can go over there and do whatever I want and not be limited by WWE safety protocols because we know Doc Sampson does not care about human life. Look that. That match, <laughs> let's just be real. That shit, 100% agree that that match should have been stopped. It's it's weird, man. We we know that match should have been stopped. It shouldn't have been continued. And even Tony, like, I mean, sometimes you're going to learn lessons, right? And I know, like, people get upset with me because I, I've said this, like, numerous times where, like, AEW is, is legitimately, I don't know why they're trying to learn how to reinvent the wheel because the wheels already been invented for you. But you already have the safety protocols and procedures there based on WWE. Not to mention that Matt Hardy is also one of those guys who has been in those 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 safety meetings. So to have something like that happen, I mean, that was a huge fail in AEW. But since then, like, have we really seen it happen again? I mean, we saw the thing happen with Alex Reynolds, and then the thing happened with Matt Hardy. And finally, like, Tony had to step in and be like, "Hey, oh, like, this was a mistake. This is something that shouldn't happen. This has to be stopped right away." Right. And hopefully we don't run into that same problem again. Cause I mean, let's be real. Like Chelsea Green just came back, right? She broke her wrist on SmackDown. She got released from WWE. She went and wrestled at Impact. And guess what she, and when she showed up at Ring of Honor, the Maryland State Athletic Commission did not let her compete because they're like, hey, you have a broken wrist. It has to heal first before you compete. And she acknowledged that on Ring of Honor. So she shows up to Impact, right? At Slammiversary, guess what she does? breaks her fucking wrist guess who has to go back and have surgery chelsea fucking green so i mean i get it but at the same token like this is something that tony Khan's going to take in the case and he's going to understand and change and so that's what if you keep watching AEW, it's it's always it's evolving the problem is is that you've already had the ground you've had the ground set for you in all of wwe like with wwe you've had the ground already set just follow the pattern and just go with, and then break off and do your own thing. But Jesus, when it comes to safety protocols, follow the rules. Like just follow that and just go with it. Mm-hmm. Keep a guy out because he break he busted his head on concrete, not like he did on a mat. Sorry. Welcome to my TED talk. I was about to say yeah. Welcome to your TED talk. Well, okay. Well, then the woman that we know, all the other women that they've signed doesn't get any shine because yeah. they've now added more people to their show. So. It's 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 a, it's, a, it's a big jumble mess. They didn't need them. This this show like they, well there, there is no there's no need. But we don't even know where CM Punk's gonna be. We don't even know if he's gonna be on the show. We know he's gonna be at. We know so there's a lot of rumors that he's gonna be at All Out in Chicago. But we don't know if he's wrestling. Shit, for all we know, he can come out, cut a promo, and then he might be the next commentator on fucking Rampage. Who knows? He might he might take over Elevation. I don't know. We don't know what he's doing. We just know he's going to be at AEW. We don't even know what he's doing. He might be on their he might be on their all women's tele show that's going to be on YouTube. <laughs> Still, they could. I mean, it's just uh, it's just like another WWE person being signed. Like it's all 
So what? Nobody complained about you still the funny thing is is like no one really complained about that with WCW. When Kevin Nash and Scott Hall came over, nobody complained about it. When you saw Hogan, well not Hogan, Hogan had came over from WCW. TNA, you know why TNA it. fucked it up? That was TNA though. Yeah, so they yeah, they fucked it up for everybody else. That's why. But the thing is, yeah. is out of the 30 Let's let's call it well. Let's call it let's call it even. Let's, the forty people who've been released from WWE, fourteen of them has been signed to AEW. I really and to be fair, two of those three of those names were monster names. Let's be real, like Moxley, Andrade, and Malachi Black. Like those three names, like we know those guys can put in amazing matches right because we've seen we've seen moxley put in his work with with in japan as well as you know what he did in wwe but you're talking about the two dudes who headlined an nxt takeover are now in AEW, and we know what those guys can do so yeah i mean those two names alone like those three names alone i mean you're talking about those are massive names again i don't really give a shit about all the other people Sir, and serena deeb i'm sorry serena deeb's another name that we need to talk about because she was a trainer and she legitimately has made that women's division better as well as brit has so i i don't really know where like some of these complaints come from everybody's like oh it's another wwe guy being signed like stop it man okay big show and mark henry aren't competing yet they might have one match left but they're not competing christian cage is the only one that's trying to show himself off that's facts that's actually facts. Yeah, I mean, just look at the only person who's out of all those guys that you would say is too old to wrestle. Who's the only dude that came over straight from WWE to wrestle? Not to mention Sting hasn't even wrestled yet. Well, mm-hmm. he has. He's wrestled a couple matches, but he's not. He's not like featured every week like Christian is. No, he's not. All righty, so moving on. Uh, temp check. Temp check. All right, how's Russell going into the week right now, Cliff? Who you got? Uh, You know what? My answer or, is... Or, or coldest, you know. Temp check, yeah. How's the coldest? Mm, okay, so I think... Actually, I think I got one for each. Let's be real. Hottest temp check, Thunder Rosa. Uh, I know that she just signed to AEW. That's kind of a big deal. She's gonna, you're going to start seeing her get the build, get the push up the card. I kind of like it, especially because AEW bought out NWA's contract for her because they wanted her immediately. They didn't want to wait, so they just bought her contract out. So I yeah. think that's that tells you how much faith they have in Thunder Rosa. Mm. That's massive. Uh, on the other side, though, on the cold check, I'm going to have to say Keith Lee. Unfortunately, Uncle Keith, like, bro, like that match at – that match at uh at Raw that that was not it, good sir, and I'm sorry to say that. All right, temp check. Here we go. Hottest wrestler going into the week right now, Matt Cardona. Uh, <laughs> if when you get it, say what you will about what you think of it. That's heat. At the end of the day, it's heat. Um. And it was it was good storytelling uh, from from the from jump uh, with uh, with the story they told uh, from the beginning when uh, when Matt Cardona uh, came in and pretended to be Moxley to now it, it works and then hey you know big ups to Matt Cardona you know Zack Ryder 
GCW, you know, world champion. So, yeah, I, I, he's, he's my hot. Uh, if, I, if I have to pick somebody for cold, coldest superstar going of the week, I, I'm going with Karen Cross. I just don't think this was this was your week, pal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. So, hey, let me ask you a question because we haven't talked about this yet. And legitimately, I'm, just, I'm genuinely curious about this, right? Um, mm-hmm. So... I was listening to Busted Open Radio, right? Ah, I love them. Shout out to Busted Open Radio on Sirius XM. So Bubba brought up a good point, right? Uh, MJF is a heel, okay? And he introduces Nick Gage, right? So to be the second second chapter in this five-story matches that are going to be happening, right? I forget, I forget what they call it. I know it's frequentology-wise, but anyway. So he's the second person that's going to be wrestling... Uh, Jericho, do you agree that Nick should have been kind of prepped and coached a little bit about what to expect coming out of that tunnel? Because when he came out, the crowd cheered him and he mm-hmm. shouldn't have been cheered because he's technically a heel. So mm-hmm. do you kind of think, do you agree with Bubba that, you know, he should have just came out stone face, got in front of, uh, in front of MJF, don't do anything, don't acknowledge the crowd, nothing, just stare at Jericho and then slowly pull out the pizza cutter from behind his back and then just kind of end the segment that way. I agree. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, it's, 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 he's a heel. He shouldn't, yeah, he shouldn't have gotten cheered at all. Um, this is the AEW doing dumb shit. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's AEW doing dumb shit. I, I think it's a very smart move. It's, I I mean, just, it's just, if, I, I well, I feel like they would have gotten a they would have gotten a reaction either way. Not actually now. Now I'm thinking about it, they would have gotten a reaction either way. They would have cheered regardless. They've already they've already established that they they don't follow the heel babyface rules. So I feel like the, you know the, that fan base is accustomed to that. They were going, they were going to pop for that, either way. Do you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I thought you know what's funny thing was is I thought MJF did a great job, like giving kind of like a a quick brief summary of who uh, Nick Gage was, because like if audiences didn't know who he was, if they weren't paying attention to uh, GCW, like maybe they were just only watch AEW and like AEW and they don't watch anything else, or WWE yeah. and AEW and they don't watch something else, like. It was kind of a cool intro, like, hey, super quick, this is down and dirty, this is who this guy is, and you're not going to like him. But the crowd loved him. They popped for him, obviously. I think it's crazy. I thought I thought I agreed with what Bubba had to say. And the funny thing is, is he said something to the week before where he was just like, Tony Khan has something great staring at him in the face, but he's like, I'm not going to tell him for free. I was like, bro, then why don't you sign to AEW and help coach what you see because then if you think the product is gonna be better he does it for what you call it yeah why don't you why don't you step up into the role and do it because i i like what bubba has to say i just thought it was kind of crazy that he was like hey like on the real like i see all these things that are happening and they're preventable and i'm like damn dude like i wish you were signed to aw so that way you can like help like coach and make this thing sharper right but was like i got my own school <laughs> I talked to most of his students. <laughs> I was about to say, right? Um, 
Just moving on. What's the next topic? <laughs> oh, yeah. That guy. That guy. John Cena. John Cena, we're back at this topic again. Uh, it's Should John Cena break the the record? Ric Flair's a uh, 16-time world champion. He's tied right now. Uh, we know he's facing off against Roman Reigns. Well, we don't know for a fact, but it's rumored that he's facing Roman at SummerSlam for the Universal Championship. Do we feel like Cena should break the record? Not necessarily should he break it at SummerSlam against Roman, but should he break it uh, eventually before his career runs out? What do you think, Cliff? I'm, I'm going to go with no. I'm not going to know. He didn't do it like while he was on like the main roster like full-time. And like going into the part-time role, like I just, I don't see a reason for him having to break it now. I, I really don't. I don't, I don't even know why he would. I know they, they, they're going to play with the idea a whole bunch. I don't, I don't see why he should. I mean, he's already, he's already said that he's not the greatest and that he doesn't want to ever take over the goat. So I'm just saying like, and those were his words. I don't think, it, I, I don't think a break failure as the goat, but I'm just saying like, I don't, I don't think, no, I'm, I'm not with it. So I think that we take these type of things way too seriously for wrestling. The records are made to be broken. That's just, that's, that's the point of records, right? Right. Isn't that the point of records? Like, yes. So the next person to come around and break it, let them break it. <laughs> it doesn't d- diminish what Ric Flair accomplished at the time. Like it's, you know, whether you want to give Ric Flair the 17 or not, you know, depends on who you talk to but that doesn't take away what rick did right like john cena gets to 17 all right cool now we have to just you know wait and see who's that next person that can you know set the bar why not okay rick flair did 16 cool you let him break it john cena john cena john cena was it was very a significant figure in wrestling at a time, especially when wrestling wasn't cool anymore. John Cena was that guy. There are people to this day that still, you know, they don't watch wrestling anymore, but they know John Cena. Everyone knows what this means. You can go to anybody and go and say, you can't see me. They know John Cena. It's been, it's pop culture. John Cena has ascended to pop culture. So he's, he's a significant figure. Why not let him break that? I don't, I don't disagree with your points. Um, the reason why I wouldn't let John Cena break the record is because he's like missionary position over and over and over again. Goldberg. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't disagree with that one. So is Goldberg. So is yeah. Goldberg. But Goldberg's not trying to break Ric Flair's record either. <laughs> no, but, but Goldberg still was still winning titles. <laughs> still winning yeah. world titles at what fifty four? Yeah, it's true. It's true. Is that There's true. hope for me too. That means I can win the title at 54. <laughs> You're damn right. That's why. That's why. That's why I get mad when somebody tell me, "Oh yeah, oh, I, got, I got into the game at 30." Shut up, man. Goddamn, Ric Flair was bumping at 60. Yo, Diamond <laughs> Dallas Page won his first title at 42. I'm all right. I'm on track. Like <laughs> shoot. But yeah, and I, I mean, it's fine. Let him break it. I don't see the big deal. No, I think it's it's cool, but I mean, I just I I don't know. I think 
The only like, the only record, the only record that I ever feel like that us as wrestling fans, we should really give a shit about, but we stopped giving a shit about it so much was the Undertaker's undefeated streak. That is the only one where I say you should have left that shit alone. I understood where the Brock scenario thing came from and why they did it. And, you know, it, because right after Brock broke, broke the streak, then we got him destroying Cena, which, you know, is why we have the Brock that we have now. But still, I, you should have left that shit alone. Because now he has, and on top of the fact, he lost to what you call it. He lost the Romans. Now it's like, it lost the mystique. Yeah. But let's break the... Let's see to have it. Like what? Jeez, he's he's leaving. It's not like he can go to eighteen or twenty. Like, come on. <laughs> hey, hey! If he breaks it, cool. If he doesn't, it kind of is what it is, man. I, I, I don't want to see him I'm break it. Let me let me be real. I don't want to see him break deserves, it. Deserves to have to be the person to break Ric Flair. I like because if you look back, if from 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 Ric Flair up to now. Who has made a significant impact? I would you can give or take, you know, uh Austin. Austin could be up there, could have broken it. But that is, you know, different time of the business. And all, you know, so but if after Austin you can give it, you know, Rock, but we gotta remember Rock was only there, what, six, seven years, and then he was, yeah. you know, in Hollywood. Now a lot of people don't understand, but a lot of people forget that Rock's WWE career was significant short. <laughs> But then, you know, then there was nobody. It was Cena, and Cena came in, and Cena has still surpassed, and it's still, what you call it, <laughs> doing shit. Yeah. And so I let Cena break it, and that'd be a good way to send him packing. But I just don't think that he should break it on Roman. I absolutely agree with that. I don't, th- I, I don't think you take the belt off of Roman at any time right now. Unless it's the, that guy that you got, some, you know, some baby face that you have prepared and built up to run with. Yeah, but the problem, though, is that, okay, let's, who, okay, so who takes it, right? Who takes it off, right? And let's just throw out scenarios, right? Let's just throw out scenarios. Okay. We say, let's, say, let's say it's Balor, right? Not saying it will be, but let's say it's Balor. So Cena takes off a of Balor. Like, is that what we're looking to do? That might be a thing. Let's just say, let's just say it's, let's just say it's Balor versus Roman at SummerSlam, right? And I'm not saying this is going to happen soon. I'm just saying this, let's just say it ends up being Balor versus Roman at SummerSlam, right? Mm-hmm. And you have Big E cash in. So do you, do you take it off to Big E? Like, that's the problem is like, who's the next person you take it off of, right? Or do you wait till Big E loses, loses it to either Roman at like let's say Survivor Series, right? And he, and then Cena takes it off of him at Royal Rumble, and then drops it to him at WrestleMania. You know what I mean? Like there's a there's a there's a problem of when do you pull the trigger currently? Because this crop of superstars that are at Summer at SmackDown, right? I I think this group of guys, the six that you can build around, right? To SmackDown six. It hasn't been at SmackDown 6 since the SmackDown 6. And I feel like the guys you have right now, like any one of those guys that has the title, what happens? Any one of these guys that has the title, what do you when do you when do you pull the trigger to to have Cena take the title off of them? Because you can't, you really can't. Well, that's when you that's when you move Cena to Raw. 
but the re- but the reason why they want him on <laughs> I, I see what you did there first of all but the reason why <laughs> that, did you move him to raw that's what vince would do <laughs> the problem is is that fox wants cena on yes. smackdown that is very true yeah and they will always cater to smackdown versus versus usa currently Absolutely. And that's the problem is balor biggie sammy uh ko roman mysterio apparently because you know but those guys and Edge, right? Those guys are the ones that are carrying SmackDown. We go watch SmackDown because of that. And Bianca Belair. We'll, we'll keep you 100. But those are the reasons why you go watch. So those those eight names that I just put out there are just off the top of the dome. Right. Those eight names, like, we watch for that. So, you know, and when she comes back, Sasha and Bailey, right? That that roster is loaded with talent. Like, And unfortunately, we're going to have the draft in October. And we're going to ruin it. <laughs> you never know. Listen, you just, I, see. Yeah, I think this is. Yeah, this is. This is. You know, you reminded me about the draft. I forgot about the draft, and uh, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we shall see. We see. We'll see. I know and that's a problem when it comes to Cena. Like it's, it's, it's a sticky. It's a that's a sticky thing. Then because then here's the other part. What happens if let's let's just say SummerSlam happens, right? And it's it's John Cena versus Roman Reigns, right? So what happens? John wins at SummerSlam, he breaks the record, and then what we say the next week, he shows up to SmackDown with the title. Roman comes out, beats him up, Biggie cashes in. Now you make Biggie look like a heel because he took an opportunistic time to cash in to get the title. So there's the problem. Like, but then I see this, and you turn around and diminish Reign number seventeen, the one that just broke. Ric Flair streak. I'm... That's the problem. But I don't think we're looking at as far as like trying to diminish. I don't think we're looking as far as range. I'm just looking at it's, it's just the record should be broken. See now you see now you 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 didn't took it a whole another step. I know because I'm trying to look at what happens after. <laughs> the after effect. Just like just like he ties with 16, right? He wins at Royal Rumble with number 16. Okay. He goes to Elimination Chamber, loses the title to Bray Wyatt. Then Bray loses it at WrestleMania to Randy. So what did that short reign do? What did that short reign do for anybody? You there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. I was like, ah. yeah. So essentially what I said was, is that you had the title run, right? On You had the title run where Cena wins at Royal Rumble, okay? And then he loses at Elimination Chamber to Bray Wyatt, who then turned around and lost it to Randy Orton at WrestleMania. Like, what did that do for that reign that tied Ric Flair? It didn't do anything for Cena. It just gave him another title. And it was this short title run. And then that was it. Like, so what was the point? You know what I mean? Right. And that's, that's, that's what, that's, and that's what I'm looking at. Because, like, I, see, I knew the short reign – so what do we do? We do another one? Like, oh, Cena wins, number 17. Congratulations, he's now the champ. He's the, the most titles in the WWE history. And then he loses the next week. And then Roman and Big E become a thing. Now Roman gets it back. Roman gets it back, and then Roman keeps it. And then he faces Rock. 
and then well, that's my so that's my thing though. Rock wins it, and then he cashes in, and then Biggie cashes in on Rock. (laughs) Uh, I was like, I was like, that's my thing, right? And then what does that do for Roman Reigns losing to the Rock though? So what that says is that you're good enough to beat Cena, or you're not good enough to. Well, actually, he's not good enough to beat Cena, right? And he's not good enough to beat the Rock. So he's not good enough to beat two part timers. Is that what we're really trying to put out there? (laughs) That's my point. It's now time for the Red Dogs Power Rankings. <laughs> I'm so glad. I'm so glad it's happened. Actually, let me cover for something really quick. I want to talk about uh, Square Circle uh, Pro Headlocks. I want to give out some results. This actually came. Oh, oh, right. We do get yeah. indie, in, indie news. We do have some indie news. So let's talk about uh, Jester defeating Eddie uh, Zitro uh, via pinfall. We have the Barrio Kings defeating Jason Dredd and Scott Lawless via pinfall. We do have the Monster Nine with Mr. Happy defeating Reggie Lincoln. So, shout outs. We have the Bloodlust defeating Tony Morales and Zach Morg uh, via pinfall. We do have uh, Phoenix defeating Alton uh, Black and Thunder uh, via pinfall. We have Chris Watson defeating uh, Mosh Pit Mike. Actually, I like that name a lot. I'm not going to lie. Mosh Pit Mike. That's cool. Uh, we have Rampage. Uh, the Rampage Wrestling Rising Star Championship where Eric Grasson defeats Mac the Franchise. Uh, to become the new Rampage champion. So congrats to him. Bobby Venom defeated uh, Brian Rage uh, Rivera uh, via pinfall. And we have Ghost defeating uh, Fonzie LaFleur. This was the match that I think you're going to like too, Chaz, because we've had one of these guys on our shows. So in a 10-man match, La Migra, El Gringo Loco, hey. uh, Charlie, Fifth, uh, Charlie Five-O and Diablo Blanco with Los Crudos, Hot Sauce, Marco Rivera, and Alec, uh, Avin Axel uh, defeated Los Carnes, Emilio uh, Guzman, Cesar Torres, and JC Bravo, also Desirable Deadly, which had Alex Savage and Tino Saventino uh, via pinfall. But shout outs to El Gringo Loco because that's our boy. And in a SCP championship match, it was a living proof Jason, uh, Justin Taylor defeating uh, Nolan Phillips uh, via DQ. And then one other match I want to talk about, because this was on there, uh, it was Black Widow defeating our own, she's been on the show too, Gypsy Mac uh, via pinfall. So I definitely want to highlight those two names because we've had El Gringo Local and we've also had Gypsy. You guys can find their interviews on Now Entering the Ring. But yeah, it was a great show. Um, a fan got his ass kicked because, you know, that's what we do. Although, also, that was the other thing I want to tell you, Chaz. So a fan got in the ring mm. and got stomped on, right? And I legitimately was like, that is crazy that fans want to get into the ring and say, I, I want to fight this wrestler. Right. And so I was telling Mike, I was like, Mikey, I was like, by the way, Mikey's been on the show too. Um, Mike, I was telling Mike, I was like, dude, it's so weird that people go to a live show, right? Because let's be real, wrestling is a show. They go to a live show and they're like, I'm going to get in the ring. I'm going to fight this guy. Like, have you ever been to a live performance of like Romeo and Juliet and Juliet's out there saying, Romeo, Romeo, where how far thou Romeo? And then Jack just runs on stage. is like, fuck Romeo, Juliet, take me. Like, is that a thing? Like, does that happen? <laughs> I mean, why? Why is it that fans think, hey, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get in this ring. I'm going to, I'm going to try to fight that guy too. I, I, this. Uh, you, you know, I can understand back in the day when people get drunk, like you'd be like, "Oh, I could take that guy." Like <laughs> you know, those type of. I now I think it's people more or less do it for the you know the fifteen minutes of fame, like it, we're trying to get you know 
likes on 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 Instagram or likes on TikTok, and you know trying to you know get get see if we're trending on Twitter. Like I think it's it's for fame. It, I, I think that's really the thing now. It's like oh, if you do it, you know, like this reason AEW the guy said you know this is for you Jim Cornette, and then you know he got famous. You know, yeah, you know Jim Cornette was talking about it, and then now it's just. It's fame. The crazy part is, right? Like, just like this past, what you call this past weekend, uh, when Kanye West did his little uh, listening party for his album at in Atlanta, a guy got famous because he TikToked his way, you know, he, did, he recorded, but he snuck in as a photographer <laughs> and he was right there on the floor and he was there and it's on, you know, it's just. I was. Fame. Uh, my wife and I were talking about it, right? And she was like, well, fans go streaking all the time. I was like, yeah, they go streaking because they want to get they want to get that 15 minutes of fame. I was like, they want to get famous. I was like, but I've never seen a fan run on the field and be like, yo, Derek Henry, I'm going to show you how you're supposed to get tackled. <laughs> I've never seen that happen. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I don't understand. Like, you go to the game, right? And I was like, nobody runs in and like pushes Tom Brady out of the way and gets under the center and be like, Hike! and tries to throw a pass. Like nobody does that. I was like, imagine, imagine a dude running onto the court and trying to block LeBron James while he's trying to shoot. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, it doesn't happen. Cause right. you just know, I was like, and when you go to a show, regardless where it's at, you, the idea is that hey, I am at a show. <laughs> it's not like these maybe okay and let's be real maybe maybe those two dudes because we are maybe those two dudes can't fight or maybe they can i don't know but there's four people around the ring and there's three people in the ring i guarantee you seven of those dudes are gonna whoop your ass <laughs> that's and there and that's what that's what we have to have to discuss all right jack out there you're not in love with Juliet. That is an actress playing Juliet. Knock it off. <laughs> so let's get into these power rankings, okay? Um, so you guys know we had we had our power rankings, but we do have a new uh, runner of the power rankings, so let's get with it. So we're going to start off with these honorary matches, right? So honorable mention, we have Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley at Money in the Bank. I mentioned this. This was probably one of my favorite matches on the show, but unfortunately, in the list of these matches, it's not going to make the top. Uh, number two for honor, uh, honorable mention, we have Matt Riddle and the Viking Raiders versus AJ Styles, Omas, and John Morrison. I'm going to be honest, man. I really liked that Matt Riddle. <laughs> the way they won this match was Matt Riddle running in with the, one of the, the drip sticks and spraying Omos in the back. And they thought it was the miss. <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen that clip. I've seen that clip. Very smart. All right. So number two, uh, or number three for our honor, uh, honorable mentions, we have Bobby Lashley versus Keith Lee on Raw. This made the list, but as I said, honorable mention is what it is. Uh, number Another honorable mention match, Angelo Dawkins versus Chad Gable at SmackDown. I'm going to be honest, man. I really was into this match. Um, and these other matches, you'll see, like, obviously stack the card, but A, a rolling, <laughs> the rolling, the rolling concert worked out for me because I was like, I legitimately saw like thousands of people like watching th two wrestling matches and both wrestling matches I thought were really good. So I was like, yeah, the match, I think the, the crowd was a little dead. The crowd was dead. Because they don't know. They're like, it's, it's, it's. I know, I know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They don't know. Yeah. 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 You're, you're, I, I, yeah, you're right. But you know what? I, I understand that completely. Credit to WWE for, for attempting that. Like, oh, yeah. And having the black people win. 
Yeah. I was like, yeah, all these people. They should I what they should have done, Riddle should have been there. That would have appealed more with the stoner thing. That would have appealed more to them, I feel like. But yeah, I mean I, I credit them. They 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 tried and, and you know, eh, I, I, I wouldn't call it a failure, but it, it was all right. We'll see because like maybe when let's let's and let's be real. What happens if they start let's let's just even say let's say there was 4,000 fans out there for the concerts, right? 10%, you know, I mean, it's 400 people that Not you bad. could just potentially get new, new viewers, right? And new people buying merchandise. So who knows, man? We don't know what the effects are going to come. We'll see, see you in the next couple of weeks. It, this is going to be cool. I appreciate it though. So let's get into our last honorable mention match. And that would be Darby Allen versus Wheeler Yuta on AEW Dynamite. I like the match just in general, just as those two, did uh, add shenanigans with OC and Sting. Yeah. I will also say I like enjoyed that too. But you know that's the that's the uh, Neanderthal in me. So let's go to number ten. This will be Bianca Belair versus Carmella at SmackDown again. Same thing we just discussed about. We're gonna go into number nine. Uh, Kushida and Bobby Fish versus Diamond Mine on NXT. I enjoyed this match. I thought it was great. Number eight. It is Finn Balor versus Sami Zayn on SmackDown. This was. This it, let's be real, man. Sami Zayn can do no wrong, and Finn Balor is an incredible talent. So those two together can tell great stories. We're gonna move into number seven with Chris Jericho versus Sean Spears on AEW. It, I liked it. I'm not. I just can't hide it. I can't hide the front. So we're gonna go into number six. Uh, let's just be real, man. Nikki Ash winning Money in the Bank. Ah. <laughs> Dude, how she won? I was like, this is genius. This is the best way to win. And then she cashed in and won the title. Yo, props to her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Listen, that that shot, that her winning that title shot was not meant for us. No. It wasn't. It was meant for all those little kids out there. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. It, was yeah. A, it was great. It was great. Great for, one, great for Nikki to come up with this. Because she's always had a character, I guess. But to see her come up, like to be able to use it in wrestling and then get rewarded for it, like, bro, right? Yeah, 100. Yeah. Awesome, yeah. I love it. Props, yeah, definitely. Get, she gets major props for that. And I remember too, because remember, like, all of us were all kind of confused by that character. We were just like, why is she doing this? Like, that's right. so weird. And yeah, it credits to her. She got me over. She won me over, like, in the second time that she did the promo, she won me over. So big ups to her. Number five, let's be fire, man. This, this, this was a fire match. This was. One of my favorite matches on the night. It was a great pre-show match. Uh, the Usos versus Mysterios at Money in the Bank. Let's keep it a buck. It was great. Yeah. Number four. Uh, and this is kind of a sneaky match, too, for me. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly versus Austin Theory on NXT. It was my, my favorite match on NXT for the night. I was like, this is really well put together. I really liked it. Uh, number three. Let's be real, man. This Texas death match. Lance Archer versus John Moxley. Had yeah. One of the coolest endings. <laughs> the thing is, I didn't think I was going to like it, but I did. And I was like, oh, wow, I actually kind of like this. I didn't think I was going to like it. I was like, definitely. I said, all right. <laughs> this, is, this is not my, you know, there's a certain, I was like, oh, uh, oh. Uh, and then I was like, this is not bad. It's not bad. They're telling, I, they're telling a great story, too. Yeah, exactly. I I I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed this. I enjoyed this. And then he got stuck to the barbed wire, and I was like, 
Right. Nah. <laughs> killed me to spot the choke slam on the chairs. That was a spot oh. that killed me. And then I end up taking a choke slam. What you call it yesterday? Did you botch it? I didn't botch it. But <laughs> <laughs> I specifically thought about you and it was like, yeah, you're gonna take the choke slam. And I was just like, oh, I can't botch this, can't botch this, can't botch this. Can't. <laughs> so let's talk about our number two match and let's be real man like i called this last week on our our preview show our prediction show and it happened uh biggie winning money in a bank it's this goes out there for multiple reasons um one of them was actually the question i had asked was like has a has a black man ever won money in a bank and we all we we all literally were like i don't think so and then we found out Biggie was the first one, but the way he wanted to, I thought the match was really great. That was structured very well. And I love the fact that he hit the big ending right off of the ladder. Like, oh my right. God, bro. So fire I, up to, to I that. took a big ending to that yesterday as well. <laughs> wow, wow. Jeez, what the hell? Yeah, look at you. <laughs> and then last but not least, let's be real. The number one match of the week. He's my tribal chief. He's your tribal chief. He's everybody's tribal chief. He's the head of the table. He is still your SmackDown champion, Roman Reigns versus the rated R superstar Edge at Money in the Bank. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm with it. I love 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 it. That's why when you said I was just like, okay, well, I'm not going to tell you what my match was. because. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right. Here we go. We got another segment here that I, uh, what you call a surprise segment. It's called What Grinds My Gears about wrestling. <laughs> I think we'll add that segment there. But anyway, um, I actually, you know what? I don't mind it. I actually like that segment. What Grinds My Gears about wrestling. I like it. Like, so uh, wrestling Twitter today um, had a buzz going because a fan said that Ada Guerrero was a B plus player. Uh, everyone's talking about it. Mick Foley said something about it, but uh, I'm going to say something here on the Three Count Podcast. Eddie Guerrero was a once-in-a-generational talent that could have exceeded beyond expectations if he was able, you know, if he was still alive and did not pass away. Eddie Guerrero is an A-plus player, period. Not a B-plus player. The stuff that Eddie Guerrero does, people dream and people wish they could accomplish. Because Eddie Guerrero was what you call as over as they get. So, no, there, there should be no discussion on whether or not Eddie Guerrero was anything less of an A-plus player. That what grinds my gears about wrestling Twitter today. Yeah, you know what? I, I will have to agree. Uh, Eddie Guerrero, in all aspects, I mean, look at some of the stuff that he did, like, just in WCW. Man, like, he got a bunch. Because remember, like, they were having problems. They were trying to get on the main. They were trying to get on the main card. No one was giving them a chance. And so what did they do? They banded together. They formed an LWO. And guess who their leader was? It was Eddie Guerrero. He was the guy leading the charge. You know, when you talk about the rascals, you first meant first name you mentioned is someone that's redacted. And then you mentioned Eddie Guerrero. You know, when we talk about title runs, we talk about Eddie Guerrero and how he lie, he cheat, he steals. Like we talk about all the great stuff that Eddie Guerrero did. So there's no way in God's green earth could I ever think that he was a B plus player. I couldn't. I, there's, there's nothing. And even through nostalgia eyes, like I could be fair and be like, hey, maybe not an A plus, maybe an A minus, but he's still in the A category. Like there's no way okay. to ever think that he was like at the bottom at, at a B plus. Like he 
legitimately had fans eating out the palm of his hands, which is something we talk about all the time. Like if you can draw an audience and make them cheer for you, even if you're a heel, you make them cheer for you. You know, everywhere they, they just, they drool over everything that you say. That's what Eddie did. Eddie was great. So I, yeah, I, to hear that someone said he was a B plus player. That's, that's wild. I would yeah. never think that that would be something I would ever imagine. Like, yeah. Yeah. That was wrestling Twitter today and all, Oh, what else? Uh, also, women's wrestling and uh, the promoter. Yeah, that was a thing today. Um, we're just we just have to. We wrestling's never going to get better if we don't make the change. Um, instead of just you know just talking about it, we got to start being about it. Um, that's I, I, that's really I'm not going to get in too in depth. I'm trying to wrap the show up, but yeah, women deserve to get the same pay as rest as male wrestlers do. Point blank, whether or not like. Well, like pay them what they like, what they're worth. It, just, just say you don't value women talent if you can't afford them. Because if you're, if you're a draw, you're a draw. Let's exactly. be real. like, and I gotta be and, okay. So like to be on his side, right? If I was to sit there and be like, hey man, I think I deserve one hundred fifty dollars a pop, people would look at me like I'm nuts because they're like, well, first of all, what have you done, right? But, if you're female talent and you've like, you can legitimately show like all the things that you have done. And you can back up your claim to what you what you've accomplished. By all means, yeah, I would consider you a top superstar. But if you're like, if you're essentially, if you're in the business for like three years and you're saying that you're you're the same tier as like Kenny Omega, I, I don't know if I could agree with that statement, right? Mm-hmm. But this person that we're talking about uh, that had their tweet put out there, I would agree with what she had said. Like she's a top tier talent, and you know, whatever like she was asking for you kind of have to suck it up and pay that if that's what you want. Like, and I feel like even reading the tweet, right. Reading the screenshot, like, um, yeah, well, like they had already agreed on a price and yeah. yeah. And then he just pulled back. Like, well, if you can't find a talent to work with her, then you find other talent out there. There's not all women are going to command like a level price. Right. But if you're trying to bring in an A-level talent and you're trying to tell a female who's on an A-level talent that she deserves to be paid C, yeah, you're a fucking scumbag. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's, that's what has been grinding my gears on wrestling Twitter for the week. So we'll see. We'll see what happens next week. I think we might bring this segment back. <laughs> I need another trial. That's what I need. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need another trial too there. I know that a lot. Those, they're, they're fun. They're fun when they're just, you know, for the – for the sake of entertainment purposes, they're fun, but unless they're like, you know, serious shit that, you know, people be doing, then it's not so much fun. Um, but I know who I'm calling for, uh, who I'm not calling to be my uh, defense attorney or my, yeah, my defense attorney, I'm not calling Shug. That's hey, that man had a compelling argument. I will have to. Yeah, I, he had, he, we can talk about this off the air. Anyway, let's sign this, 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 this off, all right? If you made it this far, thank you, because listen, we all know, listening to the Three Count Podcast debate show all the way through is a workout, but we appreciate you made it this far. Make sure you hit that bell button on YouTube. Follow us on all social media uh, platforms, Three Count underscore pod or Three Count pod. Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts fancy on. On Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star frog splash review. Like, you know, off the top of the ladder, you know, maybe, you know, hit that review, leave a comment if you want. Like, hey, just be nice. Talk to us on Twitter. Talk to us on all of our social media. Go buy a shirt and uh, go buy some of my merch at whatamaneuver.com. 
you know, .net, I'm sorry, Pure Ignorance, buy some merch, buy the Red Dogs merch. Uh, if you're in the Pennsylvania area, was it, is it Lewistown? Is Lewistown? Lewistown, PA, yeah. In Lewistown, uh, come check us out at HWF Summerfest. Um, I'm going to punch some colonizers in the face. Uh, so come uh, support us. Red Dogs will be there. Uh, who are you wrestling? Michael Zamidio. Oh, that's that's not that's going to be funny. <laughs> oh God, that's that. Oh, you, you gotta be there. You gotta be there. You gotta be there to see Red Dog versus Michael Zamidio. I can assure you that one is going to be entertaining. So, uh, I'm the Don Chaz Evans here with the Red Dog of Red Dogs, the landlord of the Dog Pound, uh, Cliff Miller. This has been the debate show. Be there next week for when we come back for another special, awesome edition of the Three Count Podcast. Be there. You know, just just be there. Just 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 be there. Hey guys, it's the host of the Three Count. You know, Chaz Evans here. Make sure to let you know that I don't run shit. I don't do shit. I just talk shit. And uh, make sure you subscribe to our podcast. Um, what else did you do? You should also follow us on all social medias. That's the Facebook at Three Count Podcast, the Instagram at Three Count Pod, and the Twitter at Three Count underscore Pod. Also, if you like us a lot, a lot, you should definitely buy a, a t shirt at prowrestlingtees.com slash three count pod, and that's the number three. Don't be an idiot and type in T H R E E because you're not going to find anything. So make sure you. Follow us at 3CountPod or 3Count underscore pod on Twitter and buy a shirt. Be there or be somewhere else.